This goes to all my hustlers, entertainers, and of course, athletes in the struggle. Y'all don't make a little. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Some get a little, and some get none. Shit, I was part of the some get none. Happy New Year's to all my naysayers. Shout out to all my naysayers. If you know the inside joke, it makes you laugh. For everybody else who don't know the inside joke, it probably is who I'm talking to, the naysayers. Nonetheless, happy fucking New Year's. If you made it to this New Year, be blessed, be grateful. Um, Still continue to dream big, battle hard, get through the year, give yourself realistic goals. If you want to get aggressive with it, so be it. Just don't. Don't add any additional stress because stress is a is one badass devil. It's gonna lead to a lot of shit. But nonetheless, I, I wanna just say thank you to everybody who's been supporting the podcast. If you're listening to this, do your favor, do me a favor and subscribe, follow, share, whatever you can do to support. I would highly appreciate it. Um, to those who are watching this on YouTube, thank you for always for, for one subscribing, but um do me a very big solid. Give me a thumbs up. Uh, smash that bell for notifications when I drop an episode. Um, same goes for sharing that link to a friend, family member, or anybody you know who's interested in hearing me mumble or ran, <laughs> mumble my way through a whole entire episode of a podcast about sports. Um, as y'all can see, I got my, my green and gold on. Um, I must say this is for sure. This whole episode is going to be NFL based. I ain't going to touch into that. Trust, truthfully, I'm not t- talking NBA basketball till probably I'm gonna say close to the trade deadline or All Star break. Just because right now with college football, which is playing tonight, by the time everybody watches this, we'll know who won the championship. And we may or may not be amazed by what we saw from quarterback from both teams. and um, But um, I just want to keep the focus on the NFL football because there's going to be a lot of drama in the next few weeks. Uh, offseason has already started. For those who are who followed the NFL, do you understand and know that the first Monday of the after the regular season has concluded is always considered as Black Monday, meaning is the day that a lot of um, NFL coaches and GMs will be given their pink slip for underachieving during the football season. Or better yet, some coaches might make the decision to leave because they want to go for a better opportunity. I'm going to go over all the current um, departures and the possible departures that I believe will happen at some point. Um, as everybody already knows, um, the Carolina Panthers had were the first one. Well, I, I want to say, I want to say, yeah, I think it was Josh McDaniels was the first one. Josh McDaniels by the Raiders got fired as head coach. So was the GM. Um, then what followed was Frank Reich. I think they got fired around the same time. I'm not too too. I can't remember. But he got fired. They kept it. They retained the GM. But from as of today, the GM is also fired. Um, also, uh, another coaching chain that happened, change that happened during the season was Brandon Stanley, which was almost 
a big we, we almost had a good idea that that was going to happen um he he got fired uh, a few weeks ago uh, from the Los Angeles Chargers um and as of today we have had at least two current firings uh one the Washington Commanders letting go of Ron Rivera after I think five seasons um they also got gave their GM the pink slip also the other firing of today was uh the Falcons who ended the season at 7 and 10 who had an opportunity at the at the division which is so super crazy cuz the the NFC South is just such a cluster um <clears throat> they let go of Arthur Smith after three seasons um I believe he averaged the same amount of wins each season so um Happy trails to those coaches. Uh, I'm sure they'll get opportunities elsewhere if they want to continue their path. I mean, their careers, excuse me, in the coaching ranks. And um, some of the rumors I'm sure a lot of people were hearing, um, one being, um, one was the Seahawks, um, whether or not um, Pete Carroll would continue to coach. And he has um, already addressed the fact that he will be returning as the coach. He feels good. He doesn't feel burnt out, all that good stuff. Um, Chicago's Matt Eberflus has been rumored to be given his pink pink slip. They'll, you know, my personal opinion, I don't see, I don't see why they should retain him. Um, that's gonna, gonna that that job is a hot commodity. They have the number one pick and the number nine pick in the draft, um, and being that. You know, they're considering possibly moving on from fields and also the, the head coach. I would not be surprised if it was to happen. So that's one of the rumors right now. Um, Tennessee Titans are going to meet with Matt Vrabel. There's a, there's a possibility with him being under contract. He may consider giving them um, – there might be some talk about whether or not they will, you know, allow him to have more um, control, like – GM control. I know that was something I heard last year that he was interested in, especially after they've made changes with the GM. I think they have a new GM now, so I don't know if that's going to be a possibility. But it's likely that he may um, request a trade to leave there. There was some chatter about also Mike Tomlin, which I thought would have been, for him, it would have been great for him to like control his destiny for where he wants to go next. Um, obviously, as many of you know, he has yet to have a losing season in the NFL. Um, we've seen the greatest of the greats coach some great teams to to victory and have some bad seasons, and he has yet to um, experience that, which is very quite impressive, and I think that's something a lot of people need to take into account. Because, um, I mean, we live in a time where any, it, all people care about is how many rings you got, cool and all. Having one is just a blessing as it is. Now, if you're talking about the Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore of like championships, there's a very little amount of folks that that have reached those goals. So you can't discredit those that have made, had had a lot of success in the regular season, even postseason. Um, it's not easy to coach in any sport. Um, you're dealing with egos. You have to to be a, a great athlete or a great professional athlete. You have to have some more. Because there was, because for one, you're already blessed to be in this position, but also 
you have to have an ego if you think you're better than the next man next to you. So, <clears throat> um, but yeah, those were the rumored possible departed um, coaches. There's a possibility Dennis Allen might get the boot, that's boot. There's a possibility, uh, well, that, I, yeah, I think that would be the only other team. The Jets have renewed their um, renewed their faith in Robert Sala and the GM there, so I don't think they're leaving anytime soon. I would not be surprised if the Eagles, hot, the Eagles, Nick Sirianni's seat gets a little hot if they get um, bounced in the first round of the uh, of the playoffs. We'll talk more about um, a quick. I'm not going to really preview the whole entire playoffs um, playoff weekend coming up. I'm going to give it a few days, see what I've um, noticed, and do my research and all that. But um. But the big name, of course, has always been Bill Belichick. I know a lot of Patriot fans that may or may not, not I may not, I mean, I may not say may not, but well, yeah, I can say may not. Those who may or may not watch or listen to this podcast, there's those who probably get annoyed about me covering it. But listen, I live in that network. Like Foxborough is like five miles away from me. I could talk about local sports. I talk about my favorite local sports teams. Um, they may not be my favorite local sports team like you may see, but I don't, as y'all know, I'm not going to sit here and focus on Green Bay all day because that's not my demographic. My demographic is going to be mostly people in my network in my region. Uh, so I'm going to talk about the Patriots nonetheless, especially Mr. Bill Belichick. I did post a, a long post about his success and you know, it's ad- admirable to see someone like him do what he did, come to this team, have that transitional moment for one year, and then create a culture which people call the Patriot way, um, which kind of is getting a little outdated. And you can already see those who have tried to carry on that Patriot way cannot succeed it anywhere else. Um, he, he's accomplished so much. Six championships, six Super Bowl championships. Um, I, I can't even count how many AFC East champion uh, divisional um, accomplishments they've had by leading that division. How many AFC championships they've hosted or been to. He's just, you know, he he is the Phil Jackson of the NFL. He is the Red Auerbach of of the NFL. He is the. Um, Joe Torre of the NFL, um, any of those old Yankee managers, um, especially nowadays with players having so much say or so much control or being that the player association is almost equal with the owners these days, it's kind of tough to kind of get a room of, um, you know, a room of, you know, highly paid grown men, again, with egos to buy into what you are selling. So you got to give him kudos. Um, For what we know for sure, him coaching is not always the issue. Um, But his decision making as far as personnel around personnel around him, you're just as good as the people around you. You know what I'm saying? Like your village can either even when your village changes, you have to keep you have to replace who you let go or who left you with something similar or or something a little bit more brand new. Um, you know, personnel in the depth chart has been in question. Um, he's he's swinged and missed so many times in the first round. Um, struggles to get offensive weapons. Um, as many of us know, 
he he really flamed out by deciding to go with Nikhil Harry over DK Metcalf's of the world and AJ Browns of the world, uh, Debo Samuels of the world, like these type of dudes who are game changing wide receivers for their franchises, whether their franchises win Super Bowls or not, they could have been the cornerstone to what you have with a young quarterback like a Mac Jones or whatever they decided to do going forward. But the man loves his offensive lineman. The man loves his defense. He's a defensive guru. He's one of the best that ever has done it. Um, offensively, he, he just, without Josh McDaniels and, you know, at times Charlie Weiss, we already know about, um, you know, Bill O'Brien and his success, but his success was kind of interesting because they never won a Super Bowl with Bill O'Brien as offensive coordinator. Um, that's when they had a lot of that dual um, dual tight end look with Hernandez and Gronkowski. He made that look so easy and so seamless that a lot of teams were trying to um, implement the same thing with ha drafting tight ends and early rounds and you know, trying to do the same, but it's not easy. And Bill O'Brien, they gave him another shot. I would not be surprised if he doesn't come back next season and goes back to college. I don't – the Patriot way has, is, has expired, and it's not about him as a coach. It's really about the culture that he created. And it's not – not to say that it has to completely go away, but he just has to get in tune with the times. Like, you may need a hot – you know, up and coming offensive coordinator who has a lot of great ideas to to expand your offense. You may need a GM to step into that spot, which I've, we've heard from reports that he's willing to relinquish that role. You need a GM that's going to make those those decisions. As a seventy plus year old head coach, I would I can only imagine how much stress it is to put in all that put in all that time to seeing what's the next talent out there for me to bring on my football team and who like worried about who I'm going to have run my coordinate my offense and then now I have like my sons and my old players coaching for me and there's people butting heads there's too much going on so I think that's more that has more to do with what may be his departure soon um who's to who's to know I know I I put up a poll for a lot of Patriot fans on what they would assume what happened next would he go or or is he going to stay um i'm surprised a lot of fans are looking to they're saying no they don't think he's going to this was i don't they don't think that was the, his last game as a coach of the the wing of patriots i for one disagree i think it should be um for the sake of robert Kraft and jonathan Kraft, if they want to move on and create something new um with that high pick and you know possibility possibility of uh, a lot of cap room because um, here's the thing if they don't make the playoffs next season which there's still a good chance they could because that the AFC East is crazy like that you never know what's going to happen if they don't make the playoffs next year then what are you going to do you're going to keep trying and trying with trying like you're going to the, the rumors are going to keep going on that you have to like what are we doing with Bill now in Bill in Bill's on Bill's side of things he knows he's still under contract for a year. So it's either he's going to go and request to be elsewhere if a good job opens up, like a commander's as it is already, or 
a Chargers or possibly the Cowboys. I forgot to mention that. that that's There's a hot seat over there, too. Um, yeah, so it's like he he could either do that or he could just step away from the game and they'll put him on the retire, retiree list until his contract expires. But I think they still have rights to him till he until he honors the contract. So they would still trade him like they did, like the Denver Bronco, Bronco, Broncos did about attaining. Um, Saints had him on, on the payroll. He was on the contract. So um, in order for that to work out in the coach's favor, they need to get traded. But he is on the books for another season, so that would be the only reason I think they would keep him. Not it's not really about oh the the loyalty to the to the to the coach and you know what I'm saying like you know whatever to do it for the fan base. No, I don't think it would never be. I don't think as any has any business is business. At the end of the day, every team has to make a tough decision. All the greatest coaches of all times had to be fired at some point. Um, luckily for Bill Belichick, his um, you know, he has the resume that will give him the clout that he needs to stick around. But you can't assume that it's going to be – that's what the – you can't assume that the the team's going to take that path. Like, they, they they haven't tried anything new in a long time. You let Tom Brady walk, which should probably was the craziest and toughest decision they had to make. And now you're going to have to decide on letting this – coach who's considered possibly the greatest coach of all professional sports in general um, in America, you're going to have to decide on him, which is tough. But trust me, folks, the fans don't go to Foxborough for Bill Belichick. Trust me. They want to see great football being played. Yes, Bill Belichick's like the, the cherry on top because you know there's some stability there and you know you people love Bill. They love the, hat, the, the cutoff hoodie. They love the whole the mold moniker of who Bill Belichick is. But trust me, folks, they don't go to Foxborough to root for Bill Belichick. They go to Foxborough to watch their team win while they're sitting on their asses on these expensive seats in the stadium, okay? We're not, nobody's putting binoculars and looking down on the field and looking at how the coach looks. They're looking at whether or not their quarterback could throw for 300 yards or their running back could run for 100 yards and two touchdowns or their receiver can make a spectacular catch or their def- defense is, you know, creating turnovers and, you know, making it happen by getting the getting the ball back to the offense. That's what they are there for. They are not there for the coach. If that was the case, no team would be firing their favorite coaches. That's just, the, that's just how it goes. But anyways... Black Monday's here, again, like I mentioned, and which also leads to my next thing. It's going to be my final power rankings of the, of the NFL season. Um, and then after these rankings, I'm going to go over each game that went, went and happened this past Sunday and Saturday and speak on what I expect from each team going forward. And then... I'm quickly going to talk about what's going to be coming up in the NFL playoff that's going to start on Saturday. So my rankings start with from 30. I'm going from 32 all the way to number one, starting with the 32nd team on my ranking is the Carolina Panthers, followed by the Patriots at 31. And then I have um, the Commanders at 30 at 30. At 29, I have the Titans, and at 28, I have the Giants. 
27, I have the Cardinals. At 28, I have the Chargers. Um, I'm sorry, at 26, I have the Chargers. At 25, I have the Jets. At 24, I have the I have the Falcons. Sorry, folks. Uh, at 23, I have the Colts. And at 22, I have the Bears. At 21, on my rankings, I have the Denver Broncos. 20, the Minnesota Vikings. 19, Seahawks. 18, Broncos. Uh, 17, Raiders. 16, the Saints, and number 15, the Bengals. Now now we're down to 14 teams in the tourney, um, in the playoffs. Um, this will be technically my playoff ranking as well. But, yes, these are the last 14 teams that I thought were the best teams, obviously, because they've, they've accomplished the goal of making to the, the, the postseason um, in my power ranking. So starting at number 14... I have um, at number 14, I have the Buccaneers. At number 13, I have the Steelers. At number uh, 12, I have the Packers. At number 11, I have the Eagles. And at number 10, I have the Texans. And then uh, at number nine, I have uh, the Dolphins. I got the Dolphins. At, at number nine, I have the Dolphins. Number eight, um, the Lions. At number seven, I have the Rams. And at number six, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, to round out my top five, at number five, I have the Bills. Number four, uh, Chiefs. Number three, Dallas. Number two, the 49ers. And the number one, team in my power rankings is the Baltimore Ravens um, and I'm going to go through most of these games that happen I'm not going to get too in-depth into statistics and all that stuff I'm just going to point out things I noticed and seen from either watching the games or just knowing the um, how these teams led what 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 they're going to be expecting from these teams in the offseason or the postseason um, Saturday, we had two games. We had the Steelers um, going to Baltimore. Baltimore played the majority of their bench guys in the game. It was a sloppy, rainy game. Pittsburgh uh, won 17-10. They, they found a way to win. They struggled to beat a team that didn't have a majority of their starters. They did have a lot of their, a good majority of the defensive guys, but they didn't really have a lot of dudes playing offensively. So, for the Steelers to win this game, good for them. It's a rivalry game. They take it real seriously. And that was that allowed them to reach the playoffs. Obviously, they needed some help, which worked in their favor. But that allowed them to clinch that seventh seed. Um, Baltimore still had the number one seed clinch, so it didn't matter to them. Um, from what I noticed from the game, the Steelers, again, they're, they're, they're one of those teams, like, they're always going to make it in. But... Do you really believe they're going to beat the next team that they see? Like, without Big Ben, since Roethlisberger had retired, you can't really look at them and be like, you know what, they have a, they have a good chance. Anytime he was back there at quarterback, you did believe it. But, you know, Pittsburgh, they're, they're going into the playoffs with Mason Rudolph. Uh, T.J. Watt might not be playing next game. Um, they have 
quite a few injuries in the in the defensive backfield that's been lingering for them. Their linebackers have been decimated with injuries as well. So it's going to be tough. They came into the playoffs limping. So um, we'll talk more about uh, the possible matchups coming up. Um, well, I'm not going to talk about the matchups. I'm going to tell you who's playing, and that's about it. But, yeah, so uh, Steelers over the Ravens, 17-10. The big game of that Saturday evening was the Texans beating the Colts 23-19. There's two things I could t- there's there's a few things I could tell you about this game. We we saw two of the better coaches, young coaches in the NFL, with Shane Steichen and um, D'Amico Ryan's. So I was so excited to watch this game. It was ex- it started explosive at at the beginning with DJ Stroud, CJ Stroud um, hitting Nico Collins in stride for a 75 yard touchdown. Um, pass and um, obviously, and Jonathan Taylor had one of his best se- games of the season. At, uh, he ran for 188 yards, um, but it wasn't enough. Uh, and of course, the big controversial point of the game was um, Gardner Minshew, uh, uh, the running back Goodson, who has barely played most of the season. He missed him on a, a an easy throw to the flats, which could have given them a first down off when they were four. It was fourth and two. But you know what? It, how how it goes, man. If you didn't want to be in them situations, you should have took care of business way before that. They had opportunities to to get ahead on the on the Texans because the Texans started off really fast, but the the Colts had complete control of the game most of the second half. Um, but it was it's 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 fun to see what we saw from those two teams. They battled hard to get that division. Who was nobody knew what was going to be the. Uh, we knew that was a, it was a play and win game. For both teams, um, obviously, uh, this this was still a big game for the Jaguars. We'll talk about them in a bit, and um, but yeah, so the Texans won the AFC South division. C.J. Stroud is most likely the offensive rookie of the year, offensive uh, rookie of the year, excuse me, um, and it's very good chance that D'Amico Ryan's might end up winning Coach of the Year. Um, being a rookie coach with a team that was technically one of the had been one of the worst teams in the NFL for the past few years. Um, taking a chance on the kid at the second pick, even though they really wanted Bryce Young. And it's kind of tough, man. It's just like, it's just like, you know, back in the day when Peyton Manning got drafted over, you know, Ryan Leaf. Not to say Ryan Leaf was a better talent than Peyton Manning, but you don't know how these teams think. Luckily for the Colts, they decided on, on him. And, you know, the Chargers try to... Uh, Make make wrong, right with well, all their wrongs later in their in their franchise, and they ended up drafting Eli Manning, who didn't want to play for them. So he ended up getting traded to the Giants. The trades got the picks got trade uh, flipped, and he ended up being a New York Giant. But it always happens. The, those one or two picks we talk about, like look at Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. Their their careers have gone in completely different directions. Both both quarterbacks led their quite a you know pretty much led their teams to the Super Bowls at certain points of their careers, um, played MVP ball. MVP ball. Um, so it's like you never – you can you, – it's hard to tell. And I feel for the Panthers, they took a chance because they believed in the fact that they possibly had the better quarterback in the draft. And this year does not show that he is the best quarterback in the draft. But there's always a, always a possibility for progression for Bryce Young. Um, you know, it's tough to – put all your eggs in one basket and hoping that that one quarterback's going to save your franchise. And I guess 
the Houston Texans were fortunate that <laughs> their basket was uh, was a, a good looking one too. You know, good looking basket over there in, in, in um, for the Texans. The team looks good, um, and I think what really helped too is that they had the third pick too. They ended up with Willie Anderson, who most likely will probably battle. He might end up getting that defensive rookie of the year, which will be insane. That they'll end up with two of the best rookies of the year and the coach of the year possibly. So congratulations to the Texans. Um, the next game, these were now we're in Sunday. Uh, the the Bron- the Buccaneers, excuse me. <clears throat> Buccaneers defeated the Panthers 9-0, shut out the Panthers to end the year. Um, we were just talking about the Panthers and the decisions they made. They have a lot of drama going on over there. Their owner got fined 300000 for pouring a drink on a fan after a disagreement. Uh, they fired their head coach earlier this year. Um, GM just got fired today. Bryce Young, not a great season. Uh, the personnel they have there is shaky. They have some guys they have to pay that to keep. If not, gone. Like it just does not look good for the Panthers right now. Um, so it's going to be an interesting off season. I think they need to um, address the offensive line. They have a lot of like good talent in the defensive backfield, but they need to find a pass rusher somewhere too, possibly in the draft or in free agency. And then they need to get some help for Bryce Young. You need to get him a dynamic receiver. You see it all throughout the NFL, like those younger guys like Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, um, Herbert. They all got a wide receiver one easily. And in some cases, they might even have a wide receiver one B. So you have to give your quarterback players. Like you can't expect them to suddenly you can't do you can't expect them to do what Jordan Love's doing with the Packers young receivers that's not possible um and plus Jordan Love had many years of coaching on, under and you know being the predecessor of Rodgers and then the fact that I believe the coaching has been so good this season for the Packers they were they've been able to get these young receivers to f- develop throughout the season which is not easy you're, you're supposed to rebuild in, in years like this and um but you can't expect that. You can't. If you do, that's like lightning in a bottle. Like if you do, you're you're fortunate. But it's not easy. And the Buccaneers went through that 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 time in their franchise when you didn't like. They were losing a lot uh, before Tom Brady got there. Uh, they 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 swung and missed with Jameis Winston being their franchise guy. Like they had opportunities to be back to what they were in the early 2000s. So. Um, but they're going to the playoffs. They won the NFC South um, as a division. They won the division. So they'll be hosting a playoff game against the Eagles on um, this weekend, which is going to be the Monday night game. Um, they're banged up a bit. Mayfield's going into the playoffs with bruised ribs, jacked up ankle, knees. Like, But he's been a dog all season. I, I'm going to highlight him for sure. He's been the dog all season. Um, I've been giving him praise anytime I could during podcast episodes, but I look forward to the Tampa Bay Bucks to give give a good game and expect him to get re-signed as well, um, at least for a couple years. Um, he deserves that. Um, you know, after following up Tom Brady and you still end up with the same record, that's not bad. You can't be mad at that. Um, the next game was the Browns losing to the Bengals 31-14. Uh, Bengals just need to, need to get healthy going to the offseason. They need to get Burrow to 
play full seasons. He, I mean, he has before this year. He has, but keep in mind, he he missed uh, he missed almost a whole calendar year because of a ACL tear at one point. And you know, every year you're, you're questioning whether or not he could he could survive the whole season because he gets hurt a lot. Um, we've seen it. We've definitely seen it. But they paid the man. The team is well coached. They look good for next season. Still, I expect them to keep it going. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they franchise tag T Higgins, but I wouldn't, I also wouldn't be surprised if he goes and goes out, to, goes out in free agency. Um, and as far as the, the Cleveland Browns, they have probably the best defense going into the playoffs that I've seen. Um, Joe Flacco is four and one since they've started him. He's been lights out elite, elite Joe cool is out there now. Um, how they will do against the Texans. If that's like a tough one right there. Like the Texans got a tough first game for the young boy, but um they they are the toughest defense in the whole tournament. And then um Miles Garrett most likely will be defensive player of the year. And I know there's been many people have been debating it, you know, because TJ Watt leads the NFL in sacks, and then you have Micah Parsons that also leads a pretty good defense, but you know, you have to give credit where credit is due. That defense is led by Miles Garrett. They are number one in most categories in the in, in the NFL. So it's only right to give them that um, that accomplishment. But um, the next game was uh, we had Detroit losing. I'm sorry, Detroit won thirty to twenty against the Vikings. Um, I personally thought Detroit Lions should have sat their bo- their boys, and it kind it came to bite him in the butt a little bit. Uh, Laporta got hurt, hyperextension of the knee. Who knows if he's going to make be able to play this next game, which is going to be their first playoff game at home in God knows how long. Um, I think you're probably going to see a lot of highlights this week about when was the last time they played in the playoffs, last time they played at home in the playoffs. Uh, I think they tied a franchise record with most the the most amount of wins in the season for in in their franchise. Um, they 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 closed out the season on a pretty decent note. They they kind of stumbled in a bit on the defensive side because Nick Mullins diced them up again. They got diced up by Jordan Love a few weeks ago. Um, diced up by Justin Fields. Like they 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 have had struggled in the last month and a half. The been hit they've they've I don't think they've had a true balanced out game yet but they've they found ways to be to score points so my only thing with them I hope that they get over the whole Dallas shit um every for everyone who did not watch that game a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago it was a was it Monday night or Sunday night I can't remember which evening it was it might have been Saturday night yeah Saturday night against the Dallas Cowboys on in week 17 um, the Lions thought they had the game won or at least had the lead by going forward to on two. Um, sorry, going for two after scoring and being only down twenty one twenty. They went for two. They they successfully um, got the two point conversion. It was a um, quarterback to a lineman um, two point conversion completion, and it got called off. It got called off due to the fact that for one they they. The referee said that the the lineman was a legal man downfield or legal touching um, because he didn't report eligible, and also there was a uh, a legal formation. 
So there was a lot of controversy after that. A lot of people were calling bullshit. They're saying the NFL's rigging shit again. All that. Da, 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 da. The shit just annoys me. Like, take your fucking tinfoil hat off or just don't watch sports in general. The human element in sports is the toughest thing for our official. Yes, me, you, everybody in the world, we're getting to see these millions of replays or, and somebody overanalyzing the situation. But we're not even on the, the we're not even on on the on the ground level to hear or see what's going on. Come to find out, Detroit played themselves. In reality, and I'm not I'm not giving the referees a pass. Yes, you gotta reconfirm what the situation is, even in that in that high intensity moment. Um in in those who have gone to NFL games, you have heard referees announce to the whole entire stadium who is eligible because this was an issue that had they had to correct back from 2014, I believe, when the Patriots were doing it without literally they were just doing like the hand signal thing, they'll go to the line and say, Yo, I'm I'm my I'm eligible. And they were they just caught <laughs> the Ravens off guard so many times that the Ravens complained about it and then the league addressed it. But um yeah, the, the Detroit Lions, they, the correct guy reported eligible, but the problem is he reported eligible, but they were, there was like three different linemen in front of the referee's face. So who knows who the, the referee believes was asking to be eligible in the moment. So with all that being said, they played themselves on that situation, even though the ref was in the wrong in, in, in some sense, but you have to understand where the the issues coming from like you got to be clear like communication is big key in in our adult life like we can't just miscommunicate shit um or misunderstand shit but anyways detroit get over fucking that fucking dallas game you'll be all right if you really want to make noise in the playoffs the last thing in your mind is supposed to, is is your dismay of how the referee screwed you like do better at not trying to dupe the whole entire stadium um, as far as the Vikings go, they just need Kirk Cousins to come back. They were look good. They were looking good without with, with him. There was times when they looked kind of interesting without him, but they the 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 projects are over. Like the Mullins of the worlds, the Joshua Dobbs. Even though that was a great story in the beginning, um, the other kid I can't remember uh, uh, Hall. Like scrap all that. You got something good going on. Get you a nice solid um, three down running back. You got Jetta, pay him. Addison is a good uh, young kid. Uh, Hawkinson hopefully could come back midseason next year after ACL tear. Defense looks pretty solid for the most part. They just need some back-end help. Um, hopefully they can figure that out. But listen, they just, they just need the stability at quarterback, and hopefully Kirko comes back for them. Uh, he, he, he comes to prove to be very valuable for that, that team and for uh, what they do. Uh, but moving on, uh, Falcons lose to the Saints, forty-eight to seventeen. The game ended in a funny, funny, in funny fashion, funny money fashion, and funny fashion. For one, the Saints were already up. The game's damn near over. All you need to do is take a knee, and they decided to hand the ball to Jamal Ad Jamal Williams for a touchdown. And that was Jameis Winston called his own number on that, even though Dennis Allen told him to take a knee. And Arthur Smith uh, was super pissed off, and with countless amount of expletives that you probably could find on YouTube and <laughs> it's 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 funny but it's also funny money too on top of that like yes Dennis Allen I mean 
part of me believes him, but part of me doesn't believe him because it's like it's a rivalry game. I'm not surprised. But also, Arthur Smith, that's just a bad way to go out. Like, you know, hold your nuts a little bit, dog. It was the end, it's the end of the year, the last game of the season. Most teams that know they're out or, or, or they just want to end on a high note, they're going to play their asses off. So guess what? Just go out there and stop it. You know what I'm saying? I think if it was any, if anything, Jameis Winston should have probably tell the defense we're going to run the ball here. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. Maybe somebody, if somebody had gotten hurt, I guess it would have been a big deal. But get over it. Like, it's, it is what it is. Both teams have made, missed their opportunity to make the playoffs. The Saints needed the Packers to lose and um, a lot of help, and they didn't. Um, too little, too late. For them, um, they have some interesting decisions to make in offseason as well. Kamara, uh, Michael Thomas, um, some of, the, some of the defensive guys are getting older. Dennis Allen, who knows if they, he'll keep his job there. I think he will, but um, Derek Carr, that was an interesting first year for him. Hopefully, if they are going to keep him, I'm sure they will. Um, they'll have to get him a better offensive line or just save him from himself, and we'll see. He's, he's spoken about being willing to take a pay cut so he could – um, help the team out. So we'll see what the what happens with both of these franchises. The Falcons have already been reported to be interested in um, Bill Belichick, um, which I would not be surprised at that, but I don't know if that's somewhere he wants to go. Um, but Arthur Blank will have a blank check ready for him. Best believe that. Um, they have a pretty young and exciting-looking offense. They just need a quarterback, um, the Desmond Ritter, Experiment does not make sense anymore or made sense at all. Defensively, they were a solid team defensively. Um, they're only going to get better. They may have some some um, cap room to make some more improvements on that end as well. So um, both those teams are on the couch, ready for the offseason. <laughs> uh, then we had the Jets in New England. Um, they played the Patriots in the snow game, which – this was like a storybook situation. You, the expectation, and usually when you watch these type of games with the Patriots, is that they're going to win this game. And they're end up playing in the snow. They, all, they usually win those type of games. Um, but they did not look good. They ended the season with one of the worst offenses that franchise has ever witnessed and one of the worst offenses in NFL history. Um, the Bailey Zappi thing, that ain't going to work going forward. So they're definitely going to be looking at possibly drafting the quarterback in the first round. We don't know about Bill Belichick like we were talking about earlier. The Jets have renewed their faith on Joe Douglas and um, Robert Sala. Um, Aaron Rodgers has also renewed his um, interest of staying with the team. And I'm sure hopefully they could keep these young guys engaged. Uh, Garrett Wilson's pretty frustrated. Um, you know, Bryce, Bryce Hall. Brees, is it Bryce Hall? I think it's Bryce Hall. He's, you know, he's their, clearly their best and most consistent offensive threat, but they need to shore up that offensive line. The defense is going to be great still going forward. So we'll have to see how it looks for the Jets next season. Um, there's a lot of New England. Um, it really comes down to are you ready to make changes? And I feel like everybody over there is on the fence. So we'll see. Uh, they're both also enjoying the offseason. Uh, Jaguars lost to the Titans 28 to 20. That's, 
that situation was rough. They 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 they, start, they were eight and three after twelve weeks, and they ended the season nine and eight, I believe. And um, it's, it was a it's been a tough two two months for this this team. Um, both teams struggled pretty much all down the stretch, and especially the Titans. They've really been it's been tough for the Titans all season. Um, who knows where variable is gonna go? We don't know how that roster is going to look. They're going to have to tear that roster apart, go young, get younger, um, and let it be Will Levis, whoever they draft at quarter at wide receiver at, at wide receiver, and then they have a good young kid. Um, I believe his t- name is Tarjay Sharp at running back, and then their defense is pretty stout for the most part, um, especially with under Vrabel's control. But who knows if he's going to be there? Like I said. Um, Tannehill will also be exiting at the end uh, with Derrick Henry this offseason. As far as the Jaguars, I think what happened down there, man, I think it just really came down to like Trevor Lawrence too banged up and too much Trevor Lawrence, too much of it. Um, this reminds me of what Doug Peterson did with Carson Wentz. If you if y'all remember, Carson Wentz got hurt just before the Super Bowl, um, and he was having an MVP season. Uh, and this is the Super Bowl that the the Eagles magically won against the Patriots with uh, Nick Foles having the magical postseason. But when you put everything on your quarterback to get shit done, and yes, there's a lot of teams that do it and they're successful, but it comes to biting your ass. Like we see, we see it a lot with the Bills and Josh Allen. Josh Allen goes into Superman mode, and he could. As much as he could get you ahead on the game, he could put you behind as well um, because he fights through a lot of shit um, physically. As far as Trevor Lawrence goes, man, like, get healthy, brother. Yeah, he was, he's been banged up the last two months. They, once they lost Christian Kirk, the team looked a little different. Um, I think the Calvin Ridley situation should be – they should keep him. Um, the offense is not the, a huge issue besides, like – those two offensive tackles they lost in the offseason definitely played a huge part of, on their success. They didn't run the ball as well as they should have been toward, down the stretch, and um, they couldn't keep Trevor Lawrence upright. So hopefully they could address that. Um, it's it's a big disappointment that they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, they, they definitely underachieved a lot. Um, and the Titans have an opportunity of – you know, rebuilding this franchise, they need they need a lot of help. This is a winnable. There, those two teams are in, win, in a winnable division, so they should be able to figure it out to get be more competitive in the next couple seasons. Um, Seahawks win against the Cardinals, twenty one twenty. I must say about one thing about the Cardinals. I must say is that they did end the season, in my personal opinion, a high note. They know they understood and they knew Kyler Murray was going to be the guy going forward. Jonathan Gannon has coached as well as you can coach a team with a with this bad of a roster um i believe they ended the season four and 13 so it's not like they had the, a great record but they were challenging they they beat they beat the eagles they beat the cowboys you know what i'm saying it's like they their 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 wins were pretty good um and their losses were tough um but they battled they bat they worked they played hard for him the seattle seahawks they they won the end of the season with a winning record, but little too late again. Like you know, some of the the some of what happened was you know a lot of games of Geno being hurt or not available, um, the defense underachieving, 
uh, you know, they have the weapons on offense. They did not look the same as they did last season. So there was a lot of things that the Seahawks struggled with, and they some, somehow found a way to still have a winning record uh, down the stretch. Um, in the next game, my beloved Packers beat the shit. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, they did, they did some, um, some damage out there. And they, uh, they took care of business against the Bears. Uh, rivalry game, as many of you know, I'm a big Packers fan. And nothing makes me happier but to see my Packers beat the Bears in any moment, whether it be the playoffs, whether it be the Bears are a bad team or a good team. And actually the Bears, I'm going to give them some grace. They ended the season 7-10. and 10. You know, they, they were, I think they were eliminated from the playoffs last week. So they were in the hunt. Uh, Iberflus found a way to get th- that defense to look the way he wants it to look. Justin Fields had some great had a great month before he played it against the Packers. Um, they just need to get some more weapons on offense. Now, if they decide to move on from him, I understand. And if I'm them, if you want to move on from him, trade his ass to Atlanta, get a pick. Make you got two picks in the first round, anyways. Might as well get another one. I don't know. Maybe a third round or a second rounder. I don't know. Justin Fields, I think, in my personal opinion, they should keep him. He has a good rapport with DJ Moore. Get get him Marvin Harrison Jr. The defense is going to be all right because you could grab another guy on offseason. Offensive line needs a little bit of work. Um, but you need to get the kid weapons, man. And, you know, yeah, he puts himself in situations where your expectation is high for him because he was a first-round pick. But it's like... At the end of the day, you gotta help these quarterbacks. You gotta help them. And like I said, you can't. You're not gonna get what the Packers had have done. Um, kudos and shout out to the Green Bay Packers coaching staff. I don't know if this. I think this is one of the, this was one of the toughest things, toughest toughest teams to coach. One of the youngest teams in the NFL. Not not sure what you're gonna get out of Jordan Love. I'm sorry. The whole entire wide receiver room is rookies and first um, second year guys. Um, so his pass catchers weren't as good as they are now. They they built so much confidence ever since Thanksgiving. Uh, defensively, it's been a roller coaster all year, as many of you know. Joe Barry has been on the hot seat, and he's going to continue to be on the hot seat unless they unless unless they win the Super Bowl. I don't think, and I don't believe they will. I'm a realist. I'm not going to sit here. I'm always root for my squad, but if they don't, I mean, if they lose, I'm not going to be shocked. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but Joe Barry, that hot seat is hot. And I looked, I looked, I looked back on his career. The man was, the man, he he has struggled as a as a defensive coordinator in other places, and the teams that he has coordinated always were one of the worst teams to defend the run. So, with all that said, they have the last two games, even though it was against Minnesota and their banged up situation at quarterback and the Bears technically not really having the best of rosters on the offensive side they took care of business on defense they they shut it down they 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 focused on stopping the run brought a lot of pressure in which I, I i've been begging and hoping them to do they've been bringing more pressure um with five or six guys um trusting their back end with carrington valentine and jair when he's not calling Point flip in a game. They're creating some stability in their defense right now that's going to allow them to be more successful. It's going to be a tough, tough matchup against Dallas for sure. 
in Jerry's world. But offensively, Jordan Love looks like the guy. Um, I'm happy. I'm blessed to be a fan of a team that can develop in drafts or acquire quarterbacks that could potentially last a long time for the franchise. That gives you a gives you hope and the opportunity to watch something that's that's amazing. And Jordan Love has ended the season second in the NFL in touchdown passes. I think he's seventh in the NFL in passing yards. He bumped his uh, passing percentage from like 59% to like 64, almost 65% from the time that he was struggling earlier this year. <clears throat> and I don't believe, I mean, besides the fumble, couple fumbles he had in the last um, month and a half. He has not thrown an interception in a while as well. So um, actually he did throw an interception last week, but it was like, you know, double coverage type of situation. But te- he's been so lights out, man. Like it's been, it's been great to watch how he's developed as a quarterback. So um, it's, like, it's, it's exciting to see these two teams. They're going to – they have interesting off seasons coming forward. The Packers, obviously, they have a postseason before that. So it's go pack go for me. You heard me? Like it's, it's we, we go deep. We go deep with it. Like I, it's, it's a familiar place for us Packers fans to see our team make the playoffs. So I'm grateful and I'm not going to be um, – I'm going to enjoy the moment for however long it goes. I'm going to be grateful and happy. I do, I do remember saying early in this year – this this football season that I'll be happy if they are eight and nine nine and eight that means they're just as good as they were with their their Hall of Fame quarterback from last year. You can't go wrong. How do how this team went? How they ended up one game better this year with this young of a roster? Got to give Goot some credit, man. I swear. <laughs> but um, next game, Giants blew the hell out of the Eagles. Uh, this was a game the Eagles really needed to win the division. Didn't make it happen. They are limping seriously into the playoffs. Luckily for them, the fir- their their the first round matchup should be in their favor. Um, I believe Tampa's still favored in that game because the Eagles haven't really shown anything for anybody to have faith in them. Um, Jalen Hurts. I'm not going to say he's regressing, but I don't know if injuries are playing a part to his poor play, his like underachieving play. Um, under uh, his expectations were much higher than this. Um, A.J. Brown left the game injured. Uh, they didn't have uh, Tay Smith. He was out with injury. Uh, defensively, they're very suspect. So, <sighs> crazy. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how far they can go. Uh, they're going to have to make some decisions, too. Like, they lost those two coordinators who, are, who ended up being very good coaches where they, they landed and you can see there's some some leadership leadership situations that are not being respected in the locker room. Uh, I don't know how hot the seat is with Nick Sirianni. I did bring that up earlier, but you love you love the the the, the tenacious and like vibrant and colorful you know attitude of a coach when they're winning, but when they're losing, you're like looking at that motherfucker like, are you fucking crazy? Like, yo, pay attention to your team and get it right. And then, you know, they they're gonna they're gonna always look for a scapegoat, especially if you're coaching a team that's in the Northeast. Uh Philly fans are rel- relentless, man. Um and I know they're really feeling it right now. They they didn't end the season pretty well. I think they went they were ten and one at one point and they ended the season eleven and seven. So um but as far as the Giants, uh it looks like uh Wink Martindale 
resigned as their defensive coordinator. They had they ended the season pretty well, in my personal opinion. Like, aside from the fact that their offensive line really was trash and they had a quarterback carousel for a little bit with DeVito and, you know, having um, Tyrod Taylor after um, – Daniel Jones went down with an injury. I think they're in good position to potentially get a good a quarterback to play, replace Daniel Jones next season, um, or if or back him up. Um, they're solid, man. But if I'm if I'm the Giants, <coughs> excuse me, if I'm the Giants, and I'm not looking to, I mean, the Saquon situation. Um, I know I believe they gave him the one year deal. I would. <sighs> That's a tough one, man. I wish I really wish. Did they give him a one year deal? No, I think they I think they signed him long term, like a couple seasons. If he's under contract with them, I think they should consider trading him to the Bears and get a pick back, like a second rounder or something. Um, that's gonna be a good pick for them. Like I would take my chances like rebuilding that offense with the skill position guys and getting some offensive linemen. They they still look pretty good. They get they coach well. Um, hopefully they'll get back on the winning stride next season. Um, Raiders beat the Denver Broncos. Uh, I didn't really pay attention much to this game, but for these two teams, hopefully the Raiders make the right decision right now. The rumor is um, Jim Harbaugh and um, Antonio Pierce are toe-to-toe for that head coaching position. Obviously, as all y'all know, Antonio Pierce took over as interim head coach after Josh McDaniels got fired. So um, the players love him. Um, they've played some – they played be- some of their better football games with him at, um, as coach, head coach. Um, you know, they played a, a lot – they played spoiler most of the season, even though they were in the hunt a little bit. So um, good victory for them. Interesting offseason ahead. <laughs> Never count – them out to spend money this offseason. Um, I'm kind of surprised I'm not hearing a lot of Bill Belichick rumors to them, but um, I think Harbaugh would be a good pickup or keeping Antonio Pierce to keep that locker room culture the way it was before the end of the season. Um, as far as Denver goes, Sean Payton has to win that, that locker room back. Uh, there's reports saying that the benching of Russell Wilson uh, disappointed a lot of the, play- the players in the locker room. And I didn't really get to speak on that situation for those who don't know, he got benched a couple a couple weeks ago for Jared Stidham, and the benching was more due to contract situation than a playing uh, the his playing ability, because he was actually one of the better quarterbacks this regular season. So for the in the AFC for sure, um, he needs to figure that out. I mean, you came and acquired a team that was already built. The only thing you could really do is coach that acquired team. But when you're starting, when you come into the building, it's just like when you have a, if you ever worked a job and you knew they got a, you got a new manager, you're either going to have a manager that cares enough to keep you around and develop you or help you be better or keep you retained as an employee, or they brought that manager in to boot, every, boot all the people out that's been complacent and not doing their job right. So they'll start doing all the write-ups and all that shit. I feel like that's what was Sean Payton. He was he came in there and started doing write ups. Like ah, I don't like this dude. Get him out of here. Oh, this dude, nah. Oh, Russell Wilson, his contract situation is coming up. Mm, uh, I'll give him by week thirteen. I might get him out of here if we if we're still winning. I'll give him a couple weeks. Like things was looking kind of shaky over there, and I don't know. It's because he likes to have the control he need he wanted, but 
Denver, again, an interesting offseason coming up, coming up for them. Whether they keep, uh, I don't know if they're going to move on from Russell Wilson. Um, they're begging for him to change up his terms with his contract. They have by March 8th, I think, new football season to decide what they want to do or else they're going to owe him some money for the next couple of seasons. So uh, moving on from them, Kansas City Chiefs. 113-12 to the Chargers. Chargers clearly need to get back healthy on offense, um, revamp that offense, revamp that defense, let loose of some major big contracts, get a coach that's head coach that's competent, most likely a coach that's offensive-minded uh, for uh, Justin Herbert. Um, and it's, it, it's in, I, the Chargers are just the clippers of the NFL. Like, they they – Always are going to be the, the 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 little brother of the major the major, which is all the, which are the Rams who I'm going to talk about next. So they they're not going to do anything that's going to make people like excited. They do have the best ros- roster to for a head coach to to attain, but um, it, it's just it's just tough how to see they how far they fell from finally making a playoff berth last season. <laughs> And as far as the Chiefs, they played the all-day bench guys. So I don't, I don't have much to say about them in this game, but um, they they are also another team that's kind of like, you know, just dragging along into the playoffs. They're going to be hosting a playoff game, but they're going to be hosting finally. They, this is the first time in, I believe, um, Mahomes' career that he didn't he's not going into the playoffs with a bye, and he has a there's a good chance if they win this game. He may be uh, going to either Buffalo or uh, Baltimore to make it to the Super Bowl. So um, the Chiefs, no receivers. Kelsey looks old. Defense looks amazing. Going to be interesting to see. They remind me of that 2018 Patriots team that won the Super Bowl for the final time for Brady before he left New England. So. Well, I mean, you can't count Mahomes out. I'm never going to count that kid out. He's he's amazing. He's great at what he does. Um, Rams beat the Niners 21-20. Both teams are already going. Already had clinched for the playoffs. Rams. Um, the Rams are probably the most dangerous team, in my opinion, in the playoffs right now. I can. I think they could beat anybody. McVay is probably the one coach that could out coach. Um, Kyle Shanahan and most coaches in the NFC. Um, so I would not, I would be scared to play them. And they're going to be facing, um, they're going to be facing the Detroit Lions, which is going to be a reunion game for Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. But um, Niners, obviously, the only way they'll be, I think the only way they're not going to make it far enough into the playoffs is if they beat themselves and they beat themselves physically. Like, I mean, this is a team that will run through a brick wall, okay, to win a game. So they put themselves at risk at all times. They're coached up like that, and they 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 just have that ten, that 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 it in them to do it. So um, they had already clinched the first round by they needed to keep uh, get McCaffrey healthy, um, who's most likely going to be the offensive player of the year. Um, so yes, uh, I got the. I got I I early prediction I got these two rematching it up for a third time in the a- NFC Championship game so 
that's just me though. I might I might be wrong. They might actually be playing the next the following round if the Packers don't beat the Dallas Cowboys. Just a quick early prediction. Nothing crazy. Uh, Cowboys. Speaking of the Cowboys, they beat the Commanders thirty-eight to ten. Um, to close out the season, Dak Prescott ends the season with the most passing yards. I'm sorry, most passing touchdowns in the NFL. Um, CD Lamb. Listen, <laughs> ever since he got killed, I don't know. I forget who it was who said he wasn't a, a number one receiver or it wasn't whatever. Y'all, y'all better buy that man a beer. He's been on. He's been. He been on standing on business since then. I don't know the numbers since whatever week I saw it on Twitter. In the last two months, this man has been unbelievable. Bruh, his numbers in the last two months are better than the likes of Garrett Wilson, Cortland Sutton, uh, anybody on the Packers, anybody on the Patriots, like anybody from most teams. Like he's been dominating. No matter what kind of defense you're throwing at uh, throwing at the Cowboys, they found a way to get that man open. So shout out to the, pa- the Cowboys on how they ended the season. They found a way to win that division. Commanders, like I mentioned, Ron Rivera got f- fired this morning. So did the GM. So they're, they're, they're putting up a co- coalition to look for their next GM and coaching combination. Um, it's going to be interesting how that goes down in Washington. It's a team that needs a lot of help. And they're going to have the most cap space available in the offseason to, to acquire some guys. They got the number two pick, which I believe they're going to end up getting Caleb Williams somehow. That would be a perfect location for him and for whatever young or experienced Bill Belichick uh, head coach they decide to go with. He may be the franchise savior. Um, and I remember I had a – I did, folks, I did have a, a podcast recorded already it got messed up, so I, I couldn't go on with that podcast episode. But I did mention, after being questioned, do you think Caleb Williams is going to be any good in the NFL? And I, all I had to t- say was, like, listen, th- there's been two quarterbacks I've seen coached by Lincoln Riley, and they're in the NFL, and they're doing great. Pat Mahomes and um, Jalen Hurts. And I believe also that... Um, I want to say Kyler Murray is – no, Kyler Murray was coached by Kingsbury. Um, I want to say it was Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it was them two. Um, like, you can't – that's all you need to know. And even though the kid is a freestyler out there, but that's the kind of football these quarterbacks play, man. Like, the off-schedule shit is, is the reality of it all. Like, drop and being able to be a drop-back passer is what it is. So I think he's going to be all right. He just needs to be in the right situation. I think Washington has the receiver for him with McLaren. Um, their running back situation may need to be addressed, but Brian Robinson is a decent running back. Offensive line needs to be shored up. Actually, they have more than just McLaren at receiver. They have Jahan Dotson, and if they keep Curtis Samuel, and then they have a pretty decent tight end. So there's a likelihood they they have something there for him and they have enough money to start spending for their defense and their offensive line. So in that division, they haven't had anybody win it consecutive years. So it, the sky's the limit, whoever they decide to uh, allow to not allow, but whoever they decide they want to be there. And coach, they've already requested the likes of um, Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator of the Rams. Um, 
uh, just to get a checkbox for the Rooney Rule. I hate the Rooney Rule. Like, it just shows that the NFL just does not want to hire. It just shows that the NFL just say, hey, shit, see, here, look, see? I, I, I interviewed a black guy. That's not who I really wanted, but I'm going to interview that black guy real quick or that, that minority real quick, and then I'm going to go back and get the guy I really want. So miss me with that whole Rooney Rule shit. When I saw that report early, I was like, yeah, they're just trying to check a box. That's it. Um, but Commander's offseason is going to be full of entertainment and drama, I'm sure. Um, Cowboys, be, be, be prepared. The Packers are coming. I'm going to tell you that. That's all I got to say. I'm going to talk more about that later in the week. Um, but Sunday night football, we were blessed with the, team, any, the, the two teams that were trying to clinch their division. Uh, the Buffalo Bills went to Miami and won 21 to 14. It was, of course, the Josh Allen show. Uh, he led the team in rushing. He led the team in passing yards. Obviously, he led the team in turnovers, and they found a way to win. Um, Tua did look very mediocre in this game, and this this all all this game proved to me is that Miami needs to be healthy to be a successful team. When they're banged up, which their offensive line has been banged up all season, uh, they have both their best pass rushers out for the year. Um, one of their best cornerbacks banged up. Most of their defensive backs are banged up, excuse me. Um, they're just, on all levels of their defense, they have some struggles. Their de- interior defensive line is pretty good. Um, on offense, they need Jalen Waddle. They need Morissette to be healthy. Um, and they just need Tua and Tyreek to get back to their connection. A lot of teams are scheming up to bottle up Tyreek Hill. And to those who want to make their comments about, you know, Tua is only as good as what Tyreek gives them, miss me with that bullshit. Please stop it. Like, it's just, the, it's like the whole Stafford with Calvin Johnson thing. Like, Stafford was still good without Calvin Johnson. It's just that Calvin Johnson is the easiest target for you to throw to. So if that's your best weapon, why not throw it to him? You know what I'm saying? And there's a reason why Calvin Johnson never won MVP because for like that's why it's a glorified quarterback um, award is because quarterbacks handle the ball. And that quarterback has to force the ball to you. And, and half your catches are going to be easier catches than none unless you're breaking records, in which in this case Tyreek was close to breaking that wide receiving yard receiving yard record but it was not like he's leading the league in receptions or touchdown passes like he's not so and I'm not trying to be an apologist for Tua I, he does have some limitations in his game obviously like he doesn't have that that crazy power in his throw, arm he doesn't have that arm strength but, but it's no different than Joe Burrow's arm strength Joe, Joe Burrow just looks like more of a, a a quarterback to people that's the that's the thing <clears throat> But Tua led the league in passing yards. So the narratives and what people want to say, like I think fan base and media want to find ways to discredit guys so bad. And this leads to these teams second-guessing whether or not they want to pay these quarterbacks. Like at the end of the day, your quarterback is the, is the pure image of your team. Tua looks like a Miami Dolphins quarterback, however that looks. But he is their franchise guy at the moment, in my personal opinion. Um and it's hard to tell if it's just him, if it's just Mike McDaniels or just him or, or Tyreek, excuse me, because there was last season, if a lot of people forgot, Dolphins looked very bad without Tua when he was out with those concussions. So let's not act like 
you could just throw anybody in that offense and figure they could just keep throwing the Tyreek Hill and they're going to be successful. But congratulations to the Bills winning the division, their fourth division title in in the last four seasons. Um, Josh Allen, again, it's the Josh Allen show. He will give you, he'll make it exciting one way or another. Um, hopefully they'll find some better balance going into the playoffs. They are the two seed. Um, so there's a likelihood if Baltimore gets knocked out somehow in the in the divisional round, there's a likelihood the the Super Bowl goes the the, the path to the Super Bowl goes through Buffalo. Um, they have a chance to to play three games at home going into the Super Bowl, um, and they're my early favorites to to go there and win it all. To be honest, like they, the sky's the limit for them. I think the pressure is um, the expectation is much lowered than it has in the past. Um, for once, if they do end up playing Kansas City, they would be hosting. So there's a lot of interesting narratives for the Buffalo Bills. Definitely excited to see how they're going to play um, down the stretch. And I believe Miami's going to Kansas City this weekend, which I've seen early forecasts. It's going to be below freezing damn near. So speaking of the playoffs, uh, we already have our schedule for the NF- NFL playoffs, of course. Um, congratulations to all those teams that have made it. Uh, I'm going to give you all the bracket in a bit. So we already know the top seeds um, in both conferences. The number one seed in the AFC is the Baltimore Ravens. And then the number two seed, I'm sorry, the number one seed in the NFC is the San Francisco 49ers. So, yeah, uh, 13, the Baltimore Ravens were 13-4, and four, and I believe the Niners were also 13-4. and four. Um, they both ended the season with, oh, they were 12 and five, excuse me. Um, both of them were the number one seeds in their division, in their conference. Um, the number two seed, um, is in the NFC is the Cowboys. They'll be hosting the Packers. That game is on Sunday at four 30. Um, currently the Cowboys are favorite to win. Uh, the early, um, points I saw there was, um, Minus, uh, their favorite at f- minus seven and a half. Um, and then the number two seed in the AFC, which is the Buffalo Bills, is hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their favorite at minus nine and a half. And then we have the number three seed in the AFC, Kansas City, hosting Miami. They're, f- they're, they're opening up at my mi- uh, favorite at minus three and a half. And then you have Detroit hosting the Rams in the Reunion game for both quarterbacks. Uh, The Lions are favorite right now at minus three and a half. And that game is on Sunday at three, um, four, excuse me, 4.30. No, I'm sorry. The game is at Sunday at eight, which is the primetime hour. The Buffalo game is going to be at Sunday at one. The Kansas City game will be at Saturday at eight. Then we have the division-leading Houston Texans, the number four seed versus the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Browns are favorite as the away team at minus two and a half. That game will be at Saturday at 4.30. And then we have um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Eagles in Tampa on Monday night at eight. And their favorite, the Eagles are favorite at minus two and a half. The lowest seed... The winner, the the the, the lowest seed that ha- that wins that or that advance will be playing the number one seed, of course. So 
Um, I'll give y'all my predictions uh, <laughs> later this week. Um, I'm gonna let this marinate a bit so we see what the how the how the numbers have changed from there. Uh, I will say I do have my prediction for tonight's game. Um, I'm a, listen, folks. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Huskies to cover the five and a half. But I would be, but I'm gonna be rooting hard for them to win. Um, I don't know why. I I always like the underdog story in in college football, and it's gonna be fun to watch this game tonight. It's gonna it should be a, like you know one of those like um, high scoring games. Uh, so. I'm sure by the time everybody watches this, we'll know the, out- the outcome of that game. I got the, the Huskies winning. I got the Huskies winning in my heart, but I got them covering that five and a half. Um, but with all that said, I'm going to end this podcast on a positive note. My final thought is pretty straight and simple. Uh, folks that believe in resolutions, uh, God bless your heart if you do. I am not a resolution type for the new year, but whatever your resolution is, make it realistic. Give yourself grace this year. Um, have a lot, of, a lot of gratitude for the life we live. Um, give grace and gratitude to those that, you know, bless your heart every year um, or every day or every week or every hour. So um, there's a lot of people who didn't make it to this new year. Let's just be grateful. Um, look for the positives and everything. Negatives are are easy to remember, but the positives are the ones that that keeps us going as a as a society. And I pray that you know a lot of us see some greatness this year, whether it's financial, physical, or mental greatness. So I'm gonna leave y'all with that, with my final thought. I appreciate y'all. Uh huh. Yeah. This goes. To- Entertainers, uh-huh. of course, yeah. athletes in the struggle. Y'all to make a little yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all. Some get a little, some get none. Shit, I was part of the some get none.